Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas, and I hope you're looking forward to a good new year. And for those of you that are, uh, you know, have been unlucky enough to, to maybe be isolating over the Christmas, hopefully you're all doing really, really well. Um, you know, it's just, it, it seems to be rampant at the moment. It's everywhere I look here myself as well. And, um, you know, for anybody that's uh, that's maybe looking for something to listen to while in isolation, hopefully this will... Um, this will comfort you small a bit, and hopefully you you get better very 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 soon because uh, you know it's it, it's not a nice thing to to have to overcome. Um, before we get into anything here, I just want to talk to you guys a small bit about one of our partners, the podcast partners. Um, I've spoken to you guys about these guys before, but they're the Spond app, S P O N D. And as we start to get back into activities of sorts or maybe even if you're cancelling activities that's a horrible thing to have to say but unfortunately i've just gotten a text message through to that's cancelled something that i was supposed to be participating in tomorrow um outdoors game but it's now being cancelled and, and if you are involved in anything like that the spawn app is uh, is is the one for you it's you know i've mentioned it to you guys before if you're in part of an organization or a team it's a completely free application you can download it on any ios or any android device device and and, and you can utilize it for group messaging for keeping all your communications your uh, you know you know your events maybe uh, anything like that all in one place and also as i said you can accept payments through the application in a safe and efficient manner too as well so check it out guys go download it now have a little browse around it that's the spawned app s-p-o-n-d and uh, i hope you like it and hope you find very much so the value of it that i found for what i'm doing outside of uh in my extracurricular activities as well paddy how was your christmas 
it was very, very, very quiet, <laughs> which yeah. is not a, not a, not a bad thing. Uh, lack of football is a, a bit of a pain. Would have liked to have all those games on this week. Would have liked to have played Leeds and done all that. But we we got we got one game out of it, and it looks like we're going to have the game at the weekend. Um, so fingers crossed, all going well. We'll have a game to look forward to on Sunday. But yeah, very quiet. Very dry, actually. A couple of drinks Christmas Day and, and St. Stephen's Day, Boxing Day. And other than that, just took it nice and easy. So still in recovery mode as well. So I sympathise with all those that are sick at the moment. So uh, it's 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 no joke and no flu. So look after yourselves. Yeah, I, it's, it's been a weird Christmas, as you said. Like I, I had two hot whiskeys and uh, actually they were cold whiskeys. And they were even whiskey and water, would you believe? <laughs> like So there were two cold whiskeys. And uh, on Christmas Eve night, um, I didn't want to, you know, fall asleep on the couch before the big guy came down and, and came down the chimney and saw me asleep on the couch in my state. So, um, I only two those, but I've not much actually. Haven't had much. We wait now until uh until things calm down a bit, and then we go book ape. And uh, I'm sure you'll be doing some team sheet tantrums of me in the in the in the smoking area of pubs again. In the not too distant future. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Maybe Sunday we'll have, we'll have an old can open, and we never know. We might we might get back on after the game Sunday. And exactly, do you know what? Yeah, have, that, that have might some, be nice. Have something a little bit more lighthearted than than the usual crap we're yeah. having to deal with at the moment because. Yeah. A lot of badness out there. A lot, a lot of people worried. So we'll we'll try and keep it lighthearted, and hopefully we'll be absolutely celebrate absolutely. the three points. Well, before you make any promises, Paddy, and I'm going to shut my mouth because I can barely remember the game. It's been that long ago. But uh, the Chelsea game, Paddy. Uh, let's have a little talk about that. We haven't come back and, and and spoken about anything to do with the Chelsea game. Yeah. Um. You know, it it's it's kind of one of those games. Three one loss. It kind of it is what it is. The the, the they made some changes. My 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 very very brief synopsis of it, and I'll let you go ahead. Hell for letter. Then afterwards is. Um, we had a very, very good first half. We opened them up when we needed to. We were inefficient with our shooting, very inefficient with our shooting, and sometimes we look scared to shoot, which I think, I'm not going to say is a worry, but it's something that's it's a hangover from from what's happened from from the Dean Smith era. Um, not quite sure whether the strikers are are trying to uh, trying to do too much with it, or maybe they're trying to just find positions to pick up the ball to get on the ball as opposed to staying in their, in their positions. I haven't looked back at the game. I just haven't had time. Second half, Chelsea made some really good changes. Like, it's not often that I'm going to sit here and say, like, uh, we've made changes in the past when we've to, to certain things that teams have done, specifically under under Steven Gerrard, and we've gone on and it's, it's, it's had a positive impact. I think Chelsea made changes, not just bringing on Lukaku, but to their formation as well, which got the best out of their team. And yeah. we found it difficult to come to terms with that. And, I, and and like it's not always going to work where we're going to make a change and nullify a team. So there are going to be games where teams do to us what we've done to the likes of Norwich, what we've done to the likes of, of Brighton and so on over the course of Stephen Gerrard's tenure. And I think that's really what happened. Plus mm. the fact they brought on a hundred euro or a hundred million euro world class striker who is like a bullock and could probably in the morning lace up and fight Tyson Fury and give him a good six or seven rounds of it. You know, so uh, that's my synopsis. Go for it, Paddy. What was your? Uh, what do you want me to say now after your synopsis? <laughs> well, my synopsis is very small. You, you. I'm sure you're going to be able to think of the more, um, the more nuanced parts of it. Well, look, I'm not, I'm, I suppose first and foremost, I'm not too disappointed about it. It, it was expected. Um, couple of errors in there, which which have ultimately cost us. I thought. Um, it was again a game of two halves. But the opposite to what we're used to, mm -hmm. we we haven't been starting great. 
and we've been finishing better, and this one has been the complete opposite. But I put that completely down to um, number one, Lukaku changed everything when he came on. By the way, Thomas Tuchel has just been proved to be an absolute spoofer after absolutely making an idiot out of himself by saying oh, it was a big risk to play him for 45 minutes against Aston Villa. Plays him for a full 90 minutes last night. So Thomas Tuchel, full of shit. Finish when I'm done. Good luck. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, the, amount of, the amount of stuff that, that him and, and some of the big six have come out with over the last three or four days has just been incredible. Anyway. I agree yeah. with some of them. Actually, Let's let's deviate this more a bit because I'm sure people are sick to death hearing about hearing about Chelsea. Actually, go for it. Finish off your Chelsea synopsis. Remind me to come back about some of the the stuff that's that, that's been said recently. Oh, well, look, there's, there's not much there's not much of a synopsis. Uh, you know, we went ahead rather fortuitously. Uh, mistake by Maddie Cash for the penalty. Bad mistake. Could, could see why he did it. He shouldn't have dived in. Definitely shouldn't have dived in. There was no danger in that position. Could albeit he, he had to cut the ball out for going across, but dive in like that was a bit silly. Um, the second goal, then Mings unfortunately was trying to direct Matty Target by the looks of it because he took his eyes completely off uh, his own man. And uh, Lukaku just jumped in front of him and got the header, whereas Mings should have been concentrating on the header. Yeah. And you know, we've, we've seen this before with a number of our players. You can't let the player run across you like that. You've got to go and do your own job um, and and stop worrying well, about everyone else. When can't... the ball is in play, if the ball is out for a corner and you're directing people around, that's fine. But when that ball is coming across and you're looking at Maddie Target, you've already lost it. The, the thing the thing with, the, with that second goal, and I know I said I shut up, but like, come on. It's, uh, it never usually happens. It's just like, yeah, this will be a 20-minute podcast. Um, just those two things never really correlate together. But like the big thing there is that even at at at, at whatever level, if you've any basic understanding of physics, if he mm. gets momentum, if if Lukaku gets momentum and you're trying to knock him off stride, best of luck with it. Like he's like a thoroughbred racehorse, yeah. you know. Like there was no, yeah. and you could see he was trying to arse him out of the way, but there was no way you were going to stop him. He's in full flight at that stage, and and look. Who's to say if Mings goes up for the header, he doesn't stick it anyway? You know, yeah. uh, Lukaku doesn't stick it anyway. It's just the optics of it, I think, is more so than anything else. And I hate that phrase. Uh, feel free to give out to me in the comments if I ever say that again, along with Stevie G. They're the two things that I, I really don't like. But, uh, yeah, it, j- it just didn't look great, I don't think. Yeah. It's look and look. It's it's done and dusted. It's done and dusted. I just, I just, we, we have to, we have to bring it up and I have to mention it. Um. Also, if so, if someone if someone gets a chance uh, to look at the third penalty decision from behind the goal, I invite you to have a look. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any steer, but just watch as uh, as Konza goes to make the challenge where he is struck first, and uh, it was actually sent to me by a referee. And it's a really really I know you could see totally why the penalty was given, but it, it wasn't looked at. And if it had been looked at, the initial contact is actually with the arm of Lukaku across Konza, which puts him to the ground. And look, the game was over at that stage. We we, we were we were completely stretched, hoping to try and get a, a draw mm. out of it. And let's not forget, we've lost uh, we lost our manager on the touchline. So yep. we were already on the back foot. So I'm completely and utterly fine with the result. Yeah. Uh, I think the most important thing for me is that when we look back, we've had no draws. Is it is seven games, three defeats and four wins, and the three defeats being against Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool. Hold my hands up and go. Yeah. If we're if we're doing that, we're if we're doing that for the whole season, we're pushing for Europe. 
but we don't yeah. want to be back to the position where we can't pull results out of the bag like we did against. Uh, absolutely, no point beating a Chelsea, uh, Chelsea United or whatever. If we go in, we lose to no offense to the likes of Brighton and those like. But you know, we have to start and beat the teams around us. That was the biggest problem under Dean Smith. Do you want some good news, Paddy? I like good news. <laughs> in your head changed man says the old Moore's Almanac 2022 have predicted Aston Villa to win the Premier League now does anybody want a completely pointless and silly story about the old Moore's Almanac that I can tell you about one of my situations um, it was I was actually dying sick one day and I was I was in I was of school age so I was actually sick I think of bronchitis or something like that and uh, I rang into a local radio and not a local radio station a national radio station here in Ireland called Today FM and basically if you rang in and you told them an amazing fact that they'd never heard of before, that you would win a copy of Old Moore's Almanac. I think it was like 2007 or something like that. And I rang into the Ray Darcy show and I told him that one in every one in every 250 men can trace their lineage back to Genghis Khan. And uh, they gave me a copy of Old Moore's Almanac. So for no other reason, I just wanted to bring up the Old Moore's Almanac post. But thanks very much in your head change, man. Really appreciate the, the, the donation as well. But... Uh, Yes, yeah, so. I, I have not heard of the oh. old Moors in a long, long time, so I have no idea. Is that is that the word they've predicted we're going to win it this year? Because I reckon they may have. That I, I'd say the twenty twenty two year means next year that we're going to win it next year. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I back us every year to win it, and and you know, Paddy Power love taking my money, yeah, but uh, absolutely, I, I back them every year. One of these years, it will come true. Uh, and we hope for the best. I just got to clear something up as well before we move on and I lose it. Thomas says, you remember <laughs> a lot of time for Klopp, Paddy. Okay, what, what I said about Klopp was... Oh, and remember, you can go back in the podcast and listen back to oh, this you as can, well. You just can go back. Keep, him, keep him honest. Keep yeah. him honest. <laughs> what, I said, what I said about Klopp was, I have the greatest respect for him as a winner. He never rubs our noses in it and he's had a number of occasions to do it. He's been... Really, really good to Aston Villa over the years. The one I brought up was the time they, they put six past us, I think, when we were relegated. And the the interviewer after the game was like, oh, that was brilliant, wasn't it? And blah, blah, blah. And he said, this is not the time for singing songs and celebrating. He said, there's a, a huge club called Aston Villa who are going through a really tough time and you won't yeah. be getting any responses like that out of me. And he's been that way even this season when they hammered Man United. He was exactly the same. So for that reason, I have respect for him, but uh, a lot of them are. I, I noticed that there, it was uh, Pep was it last night talking about Paul Tierney. They seem to have their claws into Paul Tierney because he uh, Klopp had to go off him at the weekend and got no sanctions against him. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Was it Pep? Yeah. It was one of the one of the greedy six went on about Paul Tierney, and the one thing about Paul Tierney is. He apparently said to Klopp, your players are jumping in front of the tackle and drawing penalties, and that's why you didn't get the penalties. And Paul Tierney, if he said that, do you know what? He went up in my estimation because that's exactly what's happening. It happened to us. It, but by all ways of looking at it, it's a penalty, but that's exactly what they're doing. It. So there you go. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see if... if uh... Yeah, it's a look... Uh, we could be here till we're blue in the face. We're in 2021 nearly as we started 2021 after the, the Rodri goal and the Pogba penalty. Like the Pogba penalty, I think, was New Year's Day. And we're still talking about stuff like that then on, uh, what, the 30th of December. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I watched, 
I watched Liverpool the other night, and I can't remember who the commentator was, but I actually made a note of what he said. The business of drawing a penalty was the art of game management. Yeah. Now, for the other 14... Give me a break. For the, for the other 14 clubs, that's cheating, that's diving, that's buying a penalty. That's what Gary Neville would say. That's what Jamie Carragher would say. So, just I hope I've cleared up my point about Klopp. That's what I like about him. He never rubs salt into the wounds when he, when he's after getting a, go, a good win, and and he was very good against uh, when 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 they beat our kids at the beginning of this year. So that's that's my sole reason for for yeah. having some respect for him. Right, we're going to leave referee talk there because um, yes. because there's no need. Just yeah, just, just don't have it in me. Just don't have it in me. And VAR talk and and, and Chelsea talk, but um. We are coming towards my favorite part of the season. Well, no, it's not my favorite. My favorite part of the season was when Aston, every time Aston Villa wins. But one of the t- times of the season where I dust off the old uh, binoculars and start start looking at players and trying to figure out who I think would be a good fit for the team. We've got transfer season coming up, and I see that Dermot um, was asking about Aaron Hickey. That there are rumors today about Aaron Hickey um, from Bologna. Uh, obviously, we were interested in him when he played with Hearts, uh, Stephen Gerrard. Was in mm. the in the Scottish Premier League when we <coughs> played with Hearts, so you would imagine that there is a mutual understanding of at least of of what he can do at the moment. He's obviously a very very new age uh, fullback, and uh, without giving too much away, I'm going to be doing a piece on him tomorrow, um, like the old old ones I did on likes of Papa Matasar and uh, Czech Decore and all these beautiful people that never ended but up never in Aston Villa. <laughs> they never signed. Uh, I was so close with Papa Matasar. I'm so close because even though he went to Spurs, I know we were sniffing around. I know we were sniffing around him at some stage. Whether it was this transfer window or whatever, I know we were. Um, so I'm so close at that one. But yeah. uh, I, I uh, think this one, I think this one is a realistic target, and the reason hmm. is it's it's been around for a while, and it, apparently it's Johan Langer's target. So I would imagine that Stevie G, Stephen Gerrard is. Uh, on top of it and knows exactly what this young lad has to offer. Um, he is huge potential in this kid. Uh, Celtic made a big boo-boo and let him go back to hearts and then tried to buy him for multiples of what they let him go for and then tried to sign him before he went to Bologna. So um, there's there's better people than, than you and me know exactly what this guy can do. Um, I don't think we'll be the only ones in the mix for it. So uh, it, it's going to be a tough one to sign. But uh, he, he would be one of the top of my priorities at this stage. I think we need cover a fullback on both sides. I think I think uh, if the rumours are to be believed about Axel Two and Zabi, we yeah, might that need, was my next one. We might need a centre-half. And uh, the one that's gathering pace there is Pau Torres. Mm. If, if, that, if that's going to be a signing... Another person I've got a bit done on as well. Yeah, I said I said a bit to you earlier in the week that I didn't know a whole lot about him. I just wish I had time to be watching the amount of football that I used to when I was a uh, um, childless. Let's say, <laughs> get, no, get yourself an eight-week old child. They're the best things in the world. You're up at all hours of night trying to comfort them, and instead of listening to them cry, you can be might as well be looking at stupid YouTube clips. <laughs> that all changes, Neil, when when you become the taxi man and have to bring them everywhere. Yeah. Well, so buy an autonomous car. Buy a car that drives itself and you can watch. That's the next thing. So, look, Paddy, excuses are for the week. Excuses mm. are for the week. But uh, Pau Torres, yeah, that's somebody. Like, going back to Aaron, Aaron Hickey. Aaron, Aaron Hickey, I, I'm, I'm hoping 
I'm very much hoping, and look, he's a really young kid. He's only like 19 or 20, I think. Um, but I'm hoping that when he went out to Italy, he got a very stern um, education in uh, a, a very stern education in um, defending. And uh, I hope that that is something that uh, th- that he got because while he was like he if, if, look, he's he's a good left back, and and Scottish league level, he was a very very good left back. You don't start, you don't play for Hearts. I think when he's only sixteen, you know, get, getting in there at that age, no matter what league you're in, is a tough is a tough gig. Um, but you know, there's defending, and then there's defending at Premier League level, and we've all seen it. Mm. Uh, so I, I I like the fact that he's gone to the likes of Bologna. He's gone to a mid mid level team. He could have stayed out at Hearts. He could have gone to Celtic and could have learned no defending, zero defending, mm. because all they would have done is they would have said, right, we're going to look at our two centre-halves, try and let our centre-halves just cover absolutely everything, and we just want you to go beeline up the wing and do what you do best. Yeah. To a mid-level... Like, his his agent his agent is is a canny man, I think, and giving sending him to a mid-level Italian team might be absolutely... You know, he, he might even want to move from them for another year. You know, and I think that if Aston Villa do bid for him, it might be a case like we'll buy you in January, but you won't actually move to us until June because, like, well, because the education. I, 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 I disagree with you there because I think we need him. I think we need cover. That's that's the reason why I think no. this 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 is one that could really get done very quickly. Um, but yes, I totally agree with what you're saying about him being in Italy. I think I think if you want to make it a player, a better defender, that is exactly the league you send them to because we all know that that's the most offensive league in the world. It's the lowest scoring league in the world. I don't know whether that's statistically. That's just the way I am when I'm watching games. Um, so look, it's for me, it's a no-brainer to, to bring a guy in at 19 to develop him a little bit further with the people he has around him. So uh it's not one that I would delay until the summer. I, I'd like to get him in. There. Oh, I wouldn't do it. And it's worth mentioning as well, he has played some time at central midfield, the central defensive mm-hmm. midfield. So does that put him on two stools for us? Maybe. I don't, I don't like doing two stools. I don't like doing that for players. Nope. I, I think I think it's a case that he comes in and fights for a spot. And if he if he overthrows Matt Target because he's a better player, so be it. He's not coming in to play defensive midfield, lads. Because the no, next person no, that we're I'm going to talk about, can. I know that he, he can and he has done in the past. But yeah, we're, we're, if we're buying him, we're buying him as a left back, hundred percent. Because the next person that we want to talk about that has been. Well, there's been tentative rumours, and I've seen it more than once, is uh, Oriel Romeo from, from Southampton. Now, no, is he the most sexy signing? No. Is he a pair of old boots that you go out to when you're doing that yard work? He absolutely is. The most, Every time, I think, since we started this podcast that we've done the Southampton preview, I've spoke about this guy turns into absolute, you know, Paul McGrath 19, 1994 versus Italy against us. And his defensive work he does against us is always just brilliant. You know, he just knows where to be. And if he's someone who can come in and take 15, 20 games, because he's not going to, like, he's he's not exactly, like, he's somebody who can come in and play that defensive midfielder role. Is he a sexy signing? No. Is he someone who can plug a gap for a couple of years? And is it is a, uh, an intelligent head in around her? I think so. Um but he's very, very one-dimensional. Very one-dimensional, and, and and like he could be somebody that Southampton fans might look at and say, "Are we too disappointed to see him leave?" I don't know, but I think mm. that we're going to see a couple of players like that that will come in that people might look at them and go, Oof, "Jesus, I wouldn't have signed him." But I think they're going to be system players because, uh, spoiler alert, Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale have a system. 
They sure do. <laughs> I, I, I just feel I feel like we've spoken about this guy too many times. I, I, I honestly don't know if I don't know if it'll be my choice. I think I think we need I think we need a better player than him. If we were to sign him cheaply, I'd, I'd be okay with it. But the, the 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 kind of money that they'd go looking for, I, I think I'd be kind of worried. And, and and I think this is like Richard says here. I'm I, I'm not a, in the, of the belief we need a defensive midfielder. Nakamba hardly got a game before uh, we can manage to his return. And I think that's why somebody like this will be brought in is because I think they see something in Nakamba. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be. I, I think this also getting on to what we're going to talk about next about the Axel Tuanzebi piece. Axel Tuanzebi has come on in the defensive midfielder role. And let's just say United recall him. Apparently they can recall him and he gets flogged off to Napoli, is it? I think Napoli, Napoli yeah. is looking yeah. to buy him. You know, that, that could leave us really up, excuse my French, but that could leave us up shit creek without a paddle in that in two aspects of our team there. Mm. But someone like Rory, Orion Romeo, I, I don't know what he's going to cost. Uh, I just know that he does some things really, really, really well, but he's incredibly one-dimensional. Um, in, well, well, I think you'd expect you'd expect to pay twelve or fifteen million without even thinking about it. Would you know? I I can't see us getting a Premier League defense defensive midfielder any cheaper. That's that's just my opinion on it. I don't know what they value him at, but you would imagine maybe, maybe. Mm. I do a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Like it, well, but look, it's it's it, look, it's a lot of money five years ago or ten years ago. Mm. You know, um, players are moving around for, for like that. It, it's it's essentially chicken feed. It is, I suppose, when you think about it, if you were to pay twelve million for him or ten million for him, it is backup money for for one of the the, the better players, you know, or the better teams, yeah. you know. And and every team, if you think about it, every team has that old hard grafter in there now, you know. Um, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting to see um to see if they do go for him or if it is just uh. You know, just talk like he's played yeah. 17 times this season in the league. Like Southampton probably aren't going to want to let him go anyway. You know, um, my choice is not is something completely off the wall and and have a piece done on him. Um, and I, I will release it in a couple of weeks. People love these off the wall pieces. I look forward to it, Neil. We'll see who it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's when I say off the wall, it's it's it, it's um, yeah, anyway. Uh, what else do we have? We were, we were linked to someone else. Gabby Gall. We were linked to Gabby Gall, Paddy. A lot of bullshit or actually might happen? Possibly. I, I, I'm open to anything. Possibly to both. <laughs> like, like, no, possibly possibly we'd sign him. Um, the other guy hasn't gone away either. Alvarez, is that his name? Julian Alvarez? Yes, yeah, Julian. Julian. Oh, there's big, there's, there's big fish circling around him at the moment because he can't stop scoring, though. I think we, I think we, we missed the boat in. in uh, we possibly in, did, but it, it it hasn't gone away. But the, you know, we've spoken a lot there, and we haven't even really spoken about Pel Torres. But it's, uh, yes, it's it's looking it's looking at a window where we're either going to spend very little or we're going to spend a lot. So it depends what what Stevie G thinks we need to spend. And there I go, I said Stevie G and I promised I'd never say it. Anyway, it's better than me calling and sleepy. <laughs> it's a one pod band. Yeah. But it's, um, it's it, it'll be interesting because it was it was said before, like Steve, Steve or Dean Smith didn't really like spending a lot of money in January. Um, hmm. Whether that was a Johan Langer thing, I suppose we will find out now. Um, I suppose like... <laughs> 
if you're in a situation where the manager and the director of football um, are in tandem with regards to spending money, why not spend it? Because it may not be there in the summer, you know. You, you, you've um, got to ask yourself, do, does the strikers we have do the job that Steven Gerrard and his team want to do? Because at the moment, I don't think that's the case. And I think, you know, the dimension, dimension of signing a striker is a huge possibility. I, th- I think it's something they might just go out and do and it'll be completely out of left field. Um, we know we've we've been linked with a couple, but, you know, there's, there's, there's not... Depending on what they have to spend, they could really overhaul this team in the next few weeks. Um, I don't I don't think they're going to overhaul the team, but I, I think I think that we could see three players come in. Uh, do you know what? The more I the more we're talking about it, the, literally the only position I think that we can't um gaffer tape at the moment, if we had a long term injury, is actually striker. And, and we I, and and it's a complete another about turn for me because we would have said, oh, Danny Ings can go up there on his own, Watkins can go in there. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it. Like I think if Watkins gets injured. I'm not quite sure who we will put. Like Ings obviously goes up top, but uh, is what I'm going to say there. And um, great work rate and everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not anti Danny Ings. He's barely played and he's been injured for quite a while. Maybe he comes good, but like let's just say Ings picks up an injury. Are we going back to the days of Keenan Davis? Are we really going back there? Cameron Archer yeah. maybe. Yes, is he? Yeah, actually. Cameron Archer is probably a good shout. I I, I completely forgot about him. But... The, but the worrying thing about Cameron Archer mm. is he has he doesn't seem to have had a decent look in with with Stephen Gerrard. Bearing in mind that our strikers he, haven't exactly been setting the world on fire. He did sign a new four year contract though, so yeah, he, I suppose taking that into account, there is something there with him. Mm. With, with, with like the, Stephen Gerrard had to have had a say in that. Like that's not that's not just forced upon him. I oh, imagine, yeah. but and it could, um, it could be protecting a transfer fee as well. So. Yeah, Who knows? yeah, it could be protecting the transfer free too as well yeah. because uh, I would you know, imagine you know, some... there, there could be an opening there to, to maybe loan in a striker. You know that that's a possibility. Oh, uh, Jesus! Ra- ra- getting... Rather than spending big money, because <sighs> like they're they're not they're not exactly setting the world alight, and that that's what's worrying me. Um, is is Archer still our top scorer? He couldn't be far off it. Um. He is, he is mm-hmm. our top scorer. Yeah. Um, but look, we're, we're not a million miles away from where we want to be, so it's just it's just about assessing what we need to do to keep us on that <clears throat> upward trajectory. If we're going the way we are, um, and continue to go the way we are, we we will be there thereabouts for European places. But what worries me is if we start to lose players through injury and suspension, have we got adequate backup? You know, we 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 spoke before. We don't have a right back capable of stepping in there right now. We we like to think that Kane Kessler Hayden will do that when he comes back in. Uh, maybe even Freddie Gilbert, whatever that is. Um, we don't have an adequate cover at left back as good as Ashley Young is. I would rather there be a younger person in there. Plus, he's he's done very well for us further up the pitch as well since since Stephen Gerrard came in. So, you know. <laughs> From what we've said, there's an opening there for maybe five signings, but realistically, in January, you only there, want to there see there three. Yeah, 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 in ideal world, yeah, there is. But um, I think I think we will we will sign one or two players. Look, Stephen Gerrard has more or less come out and said that we need uh, that our, our full back positions are we need at least cover there. You know, do they bring back? I I don't think they bring back Ian Kessler Hayden. You know, he's just like he's he's getting lots and lots of game time at Swindon. 
Um, yeah. And uh, maybe, well, maybe they bring back Freddie Gobert. Maybe they bring back Freddie yeah, Gobert. Makes absolute sense for Hayden to get a full season under under his belt. We don't know if there's a, an option even to recall the likes of Freddie Gilbert. Um, and is, is he out of contract? He's another year, has he? After this, I don't know. I don't know. I lost complete um, track of that one now. Uh, I would I imagine this. I think. I think you might have a, a, a talk amongst yourselves. There, I'll just yeah. Google it. Well, uh, I just, <laughs> the, you know, the 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 thoughts in my head with him would be, um, if we can recall him now, do. And and use him as as the backup and and you know bring him on after an hour if we if we've the game done and dusted, protect Ma- Maddie Cash, and then oh, the contract in the thirtieth of July, twenty twenty two. Okay, so we we can <laughs> well either two things going to happen we recall him or that's the end of him we'll, we'll never hear from him again because but he's he's after getting in the team of the year the, the team of the year so far and league <laughs> league yeah. But you, you just can't see how Gerard is going to trust him with a new contract if he hasn't an opportunity to see him play in the Premier League, Premier League again. That's true. That's true. Um, it's it's re- it is really really interesting to see what would happen in January. And yeah, I just I'll, you know sometimes you go into January and you're thinking, will we sign someone? We might sign someone. We need someone, but I don't know. Will we sign someone? I think we will sign people this January. I think, but like there may be the likes of like we might sign Ariel Romeo, and people might be going, mm-hmm. what the fuck do we sign this person for? But as I say, I think there might be some um, some system signings in there. Um, from from that point of view, but but I, but I don't know. As I say, I'm I'm being pretty vague. I've I've got about four or five transfer um pieces done that I'm going to release over the next couple of weeks. As I say, Aaron Hickey, um, I've got a piece done on him, and uh, or Oriel M- Mangala from Stuttgart, who I think would be absolutely excellent for Aston Villa. There you go. I ruined the surprise. That was the person. That was the off, the, uh, <laughs> the left field person I was looking at. I just think he's really, really good. Um, Belgian under-21 uh, under player. Um, if we're not going to sign Czech the Curry, which it doesn't look like we are going to, and Patrick Borg, my other favourite, is now going to launch um, for 4 million or something mental like that, like some crazy chicken feed. You know, that's a guy that uh, I really, really like, Patrick Borg. But Selavi not going to be coming to Aston Villa on his way to on his way to Lance, but uh, it's it's a fun time. Look, we're going to talk about people that will never come. We're going to talk about people we just think we're good players, and we're going to sign who we sign because none of us have a crystal ball. But it just, mm. as you said, Paddy, we started off the, the the podcast and we said we wanted to kind of lighten the mood a small bit and talk about stuff that um, may or may not happen, and and that's really what today's podcast is about. It's blind speculation yeah. everywhere that you see, but one thing that isn't blind speculation, Paddy. Sorry. And as we always say, there's a lot of youngsters there that we can we can call upon. We're just missing a few in, in a couple of vital positions, I think. So uh, let's not forget about them either because they're very important to our club. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that isn't idle speculation, Paddy, is the fact that uh, all hail ZFC, Z-E-D-F-C, our new partner club uh, in Egypt. So it looks like the Suwiris brothers have got together over Christmas. And they decided, wait a minute, didn't you, don't you want a club in Egypt? And don't you want a club in Birmingham? Yeah, we just we, we just team them together. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, 
but it, it looks like there is going to be some sort of uh, feeder club arrangement there and it's going to be pretty expedited because it looks like there's going to be some players coming over from Egypt even as soon as January to to get a taste of, of what Aston Villa Academy is like. Perslow has spoken about this before, that they wanted to get a foothold in certain markets to try and hoover up some talent or to see what's there. And, and this specific club, 2021, won the best uh, academy in Africa. Um, so... Why not start as you mean to continue on? What what's your views on the paddy? Look, it's it's not it's not going to it's not going to, like the share price of Aston Villa isn't going to go through the roof over this announcement overnight, you know. No. But uh, it might be something that we might look back on and see, you know, the strategic alliances that Aston Villa are, and this is where it all started. And I think I think the, my overriding emotion and, and I messaged you yesterday when I heard the news about ZFC is that to me this just enforces the fact that the owners are in there for the long haul. This is all just part of a jigsaw that will come together. And what I want to see is stability. I want to see the likes of ZFC, you know, being be our uh, our club, our feeder club. Um, the fact that um, in not next year, but the year after, we're going to possibly see the Las Vegas villains come on board. Mm. And, you know, I, I think all of this aligning together sees a bright future for the club. And, once we can just push on and push on each year, you know, we're, we're so close to the, those European spots. And even if it is conference league, it's European football. It's the players we have getting European football. It's keeping them happy. It's keeping them interested. It's keeping them wanting to play for Aston Villa. Um, I, I think if we got European football, there'd be nobody talking about our big players leaving. There'd be nobody talking about John McGinn leaving or Emmy Martinez going to whoever he's been linked with this week. So, <clears throat> That's what I want. I want European football. I want the owners to be committed to the long term. And hearing news like this only enforces in my mind that I'm completely happy and content with the way the club is going. It it is interesting, and I think that the it's the dual arm of call me a seasoned football manager, player, or whatever. But like the Las Vegas Villains is clearly not like that's just going to be a money making venture. That's going to be a branding exercise to bring money in through uh, through sponsorship um, from the states. Um, that's strategic, is what I would call. It. That's that's financially st- strategic. But the ZFC one is for sure. Like like mm. all 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 respect to the to the Egyptian second division of which they're top of the league. Um, but like there isn't going to be Egyptian money flowing into the club because we're we're, we're part of ZFC. But and, and it just goes it goes to show the grown up nature of 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 this club in general. Um, and, and they've they've mentioned this. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see us have you know academies uh, or have teams with good academies based in Southeast Asia. You know, wherever you you throw a dart at the world, you know, and and. That's essentially what Perslow said, that they wanted to grow this, that this isn't the case whereby, uh, look, if the lads don't get into Europe in the next two or three years' time, the owners are going to feck off. You know, it looks like that. And and we have to think about this as well, that these two lads are, like, (laughs) this has been a retirement fund. You have to kind of, like, both of them are in their 60s. They don't exactly need to work for their money. Um, their money's going to come in regardless. This is a bit of, like, if, if they can turn around something like this, this is legacy, like Edens has done with uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. This is almost legacy stuff that they will be able to do. Now, whether they believe in the Aston Villa project that much to want a legacy, but why wouldn't you want a legacy in one of the, the world's most 
economically rich countries, you know, and, and a team that formed the league in the second city of one of the world's richest countries. So, you know, there could be that kind of, like, we often say that this is a vanity project for me and you, but, you know, if you've got a vanity project for people who work bazillions of, of dollars, you know, that can be quite a fun thing to be a part of. So, mm. you know, I suppose people said the same thing about the Qataris <laughs> and about, about uh, the lads who own, um, own Man City. Like, what do they really get out of this? But it's pure vanity, you know. Yeah. They don't get a lot out of it other than legacy and being able to turn around and, well, I won't say, but it's, it's, it's you know, it is, it's something for them. It's a hobby. You know, it's a hobby, hobby horse. Yeah. So, uh, and look, it's you know, I, I think in in your in your title you have a global domination. Is that what you're yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and this that's not just you know pie in the sky. This this is something we have to look towards. When we signed Trezeguet a few years ago, we looked we looked at the interest in our club in that region go absolutely through the roof. Um, it also happened when we signed Samata. Obviously, that didn't work out. But I'm just just showing you the relevance um if you you look at the likes of um Celtic signing Kyogo from Japan Celtic have, have so apparently sold more shorts in Japan than they have in Scotland which is absolutely off the wall so all of these things are all about making money uh generating b- belief and interest in your club and you know when you when you look at the people who've won the Premier League uh, over the last whatever it is, whatever the twenty years Premier League now, we have the biggest heritage of anyone in the football league. We should be yes. up there and about it. We have a story to tell. You, you've got you've got Man City attracting players from all around the world with no history, a few leagues here and there, a few FA cups, but no history, just a soulless bowl of empty seats. So. Why can't we grow? Why can't we build that north stand? Why can't we have a fifty-five seater, fifty-five thousand seater stadium, full to capacity, week in, week out? So this is all a part of that jigsaw falling into place. And if we if we can go to Egypt and find the next Egyptian Messi, or if we can go to Las Vegas and and get a, a child out of there that suddenly becomes best player in the world, this this is what we've got to. Uh, We've got to envisage it is the way forward. And, you know, the next the next step then is look at the Far East, look at South America. And as I said, I'm enthused by how this is all coming together. It's it's, it's making me really excited. It, it has to because, you know, copy with today is a deadly dog. When we were hoping that people bought more package holidays on, a, on any given, on a, in any given May, June or July before we were able yeah. to actually sell or buy players because we were run in conjunction with his, well, I know that's that's a bit disingenuous considering he was out of that game by... Well, by, well look, it was, it was, as, tight, it was as tight as, as uh, 500,000 not being able to spend extra on Robbie Keane. And, know, and Robbie I still think if we signed Robbie Keane... Yeah, anyway... Yeah. Well, these are all sliding doors moments that we've we've missed out on over the years and you know I know financial f- fair play is probably hampering us at the moment and we, we, we've got to look at it very well but we've got we've got very classy clever people involved in the club now that will look oh, at yeah. generating money from all angles yeah yeah and, and even people behind the scenes uh that you don't know about um, mm. like our chief operating officer, our chief financial officer, and all that. They're all people who've come from really good backgrounds, you know, that have been yeah. uh, brought into the club because they're just 
great operators. It's as simple as that. Um, so uh, kudos to them. The unseen people are the people that we only ever see whenever there's a eToro or somebody has, and that's about you know whoever it is. Pure Yale have re-upped their um, their, their sponsorship, and uh, the CFO comes out and talks about that. You know, so we, we only ever see their names there. But they're 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 the people who are going out there doing the deals for a lot of this stuff, and and then everybody associates that then with the management and the chairmanship and stuff like that as well. So the unseen yeah. heroes behind the behind the scene are are doing their jobs as well um oh there was one in here thanks very much guys really really appreciate that man thanks a million Good um, i will be try- well i was going to say i'm going to fill my boots on christmas eve but uh i don't think i will our new year's eve should i say i don't think i will because i'm nowhere to go um so it's <laughs> i'm very much a guy if i if i sit down and i say right i'm gonna have 10 cans tonight at home i'll drink one and i'll go it's no fun I wish I was out in the pub. That's kind of the way I am. So uh, it's never, uh, it never ends very well. Or it always ends very, very early if I'm, uh, if I sit down and have a beer watching a match because I have one and I got, oh, don't really want any more. No, there's no one here to bounce off. Um, so I'm very much a crack merchant. Except, uh, except, except when you message me and start winding me up with your few beers on you. Excuse me, no, I message <laughs> you, you, and crack wind out you up when you've got beers on you. That's a, that's what I do. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, let's. This has been very cathartic today. Um, I thanks a million for stopping by and taking a listen to us. We only decided about half an hour before we went on that we'd we'd pop on. Um, we will be back tomorrow with a Brentford preview. I think we'll do it tomorrow, Paddy. Just be easiest to be uh, Friday, and uh, then people will have the weekend to marinate on it. Um, I'm not expecting anything from. Will we get a press conference with Stephen Gerrard tomorrow? Might do, um, I'd say. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, it could be a virtual one. I, I think he's due back in the training ground tomorrow, isn't he? Tomorrow, Friday? Yeah, yeah. Last yeah, week, I, I think he's due back Saturday. I think it's one of these ones that's almost oh, okay. literally like he just gets in on the day before. But um, yeah. it, it'll be he could, he could do it virtually, though, or could leave it to Gary Mack. Yeah, we'll, yeah uh, absolutely. We'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll see. But you know what? It could be Saturday, too. Just no it way. You, know, I, I, you presume it'll probably be tomorrow, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll know soon enough. And as I tweeted earlier on, the club, whenever a club tweet and I get the notification, say AVFC official have, at AVFC official have tweeted, I go, oh, Jesus, who's positive now? And I'm terrified to click on it to see what's going on. <laughs> so uh, thankfully today it's only been about goal in a month. I can live with that. I can live yeah, with goal yeah. in a month, but I can't live with uh, 10 players are now positive because uh, that would break my spirit at the moment. Gary Mack said he's back Friday. Good news. Good news. Good news. Um, good stuff, guys. Let's before, uh, before we wrap it up, Neil. Just apologies to everybody about the team sheet tantrum the other day. Uh, we had some issues, and you couldn't get on, and then I was booted out and got back in, and then had to cut it short. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll uh, have the two of us on board for, for all about that. Yeah, I meant to apologize at the top of the show. Um, yeah, listen, look, I was I was traveling. It was the only time I got to see my parents over Christmas. So it was I, I thought the game was on at three o'clock. And then as it turned out, um, it was on at what half past five. So I planned on getting in there from getting from the car. But as you know, the potato powered Internet here in Ireland just wouldn't leave. It wouldn't allow it happen. So apologies about that. But we will be back with the team sheet tantrum this Sunday. And I will be here in situ on my throne. Um in this very office and so with Patty and we'll be back with Team Sheet Tantrum but first of all as I say we'll do a preview tomorrow 
And then over the next few weeks, we'll have some uh, some transfer bits and pieces coming out as well, which I'm really, really looking forward to doing because if nothing else, it, get, it takes my mind off everything else that's going on. And uh, I enjoy it. It's a bit of, bit of fantasy stuff. So, so I really, really enjoy it. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks very much to everybody. I hope you have a great new year. Um, even though we'll be back tomorrow, we'll probably wish you a happy new year again. Have a, have a doubly happy new year um, tomorrow <laughs> when we wish it to you again. But uh, have a great evening and stay safe. And we'll chat to you next tomorrow. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.